When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We call our Tuesday edition the Game Plan. We are fresh off the heels the final college football game of the season as Clemson wins the national championship, breaking the mini run of Alabama and setting up what could be a real challenge with what the Tigers roster looks like over the next couple of seasons, including standout freshman quarterback Trevor Lawrence. What a night. But obviously, our eyes are looking forward toward next year for Sooner football. And coming up a little bit later on in the program, we'll learn more not only about Jaden Hazelwood, the newest member of the Sooner Receiving Corps, a five-star recruit at wide receiver who has uh, who has chosen the Sooners, which means they have three five-star recruits at the wide receiver position. Barton Simmons is going to join us. He covers recruiting and college football for the 24-7 Sports Network. And, might we add, he also – he also has some insight on the new defensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners, Alex Grinch. So we'll talk some college football in celebration of the end of the college football season and our eyes pointed towards, I guess, what would be now the second signing day, however you guys want to label the February signing day, and then all eyes towards spring ball but obviously we've got a lot going on in the world of college basketball as Oklahoma opens its home Big 12 schedule with a win over Oklahoma State Toby Rowland joins us here on the game plan and Toby it wasn't always pretty on Saturday and the Sooners win over Oklahoma State but in the end they got it done 
Uh, yeah, I will say Saturday was one of the uglier games of the year just from a uh, no-flow perspective. Um, part of it was because all the f- whistles. It was a ton of fouls called. Uh, neither team shot the ball very well, so there weren't these runs that got the crowd on their feet, things like that. But, um, you know, in the end, it's Oklahoma State. Uh, they're going to play you tough. You got the win. You had to have the win. So you just kind of, I think you just take it and move on and, and uh, chalk it up for, hey, we didn't play well, but we still won, which is uh, hard to do in conference play. So they're going to have to play better than that, though, tomorrow night to win. Tech's really good. Yeah, that's going to be fun, man. Tech's, Tech's rolling. I didn't realize this. Their win over West Virginia on, what was that, Wednesday night? Was their first ever win at West Virginia? Uh, they... Uh, they go on the road in Manhattan and they take care of Kansas State. Yeah. So Chris Beard's got him. He's got him clicking right now. That's a fun way for uh, them to kick off their home slate and conference. I think against OU, they are really good defensively. Um, they have uh, the is it Jarrett? Yep. Uh, oh, trying to remember his first name. Anyway, he's an unbelievable athlete. Um, that. Tech uh, the K State game was in Lubbock. Actually. Did I say Lu- okay? My bad. Yeah, I have no, my little okay. in, in verses and ats screwed up here on my list. So no, 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 that's okay. Uh, Jarrett Culver. Culver, yeah, Culver. Uh, they got the Moretti kid who shoots threes. Uh, Norrence Odiase is still there, been there forever. So, uh, but more than anything, they just really d you up, and so. You know, that's what OU likes to do, too. So I think we're probably looking at a game in the 60s at most tomorrow night. So we'll yep. see. But it would be a great row. It's one of those nothing-to-lose games, you know? Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, if you could beat those guys on their home floor, then golden. And if you don't, you weren't expected to. I like listening so. to you with uh, Jamal Bienemy because that's a guy – or, I'm sorry, Aaron Kalixty because that's a guy that we really haven't had – well, we haven't had a chance to hear from Bienemy either. But uh, – when you get an opportunity from he- to hear from certain individuals, regardless of what the sport is, that you don't often hear interviewed and they knock it out of the park like he did, you get excited to hear from him more. And you were right. That's interesting. You've got – he's kind of the veteran leader, even though this is his first year here. Bienemy's the guy that's learning, and yet it's still kind of, dare I use the term, a hot back system with the point guard. Whoever's got it rolling, yeah. it's going to be the guy that Lon's going to turn to. No, I, that's absolutely right, yeah. And and sometimes it's half to half. Uh, I probably uh, told this story, but at Northwestern, Kalixty came out and turned it over a few times, and he went to be enemy, and for the rest of the first half, the enemy was great, just great. And I remember saying to Kevin Henry at halftime, Kalixty's about to lose his job. <laughs> I mean, the enemy's about to take his job. Second half, Kalixty absolutely lit it up. I mean, he he – Diced up Northwestern with the passing. He and Doolittle got in a groove. He hit big shots. He was the best he's been in a Sooner uniform. And from that point forward, he's been great. I thought he played well at Kansas in the loss. He still turns it over a bit too much. He's a little loose with the ball. But he's so quick, he can get to the rim. He shoots the three pretty well. And he defends like crazy, man. I mean, he just gets up in opposing point guards. So I think it's a nice combination. Jamal's learning the position from him a little bit, still kind of learning how to be a point guard. I don't even know if that's what he's going to be going forward. <laughs> you know, I mean, it could be they get this next class on campus and be enemies more of a two. 
But for now, he's a point. He's learning how to do it. He's sneaky. I think he ended up with five or six assists in that game the other day. I had two or three in a row there to Brady Manick where he kept getting dunks. But um, they're a nice combination. One of the two, if not both, are going to play well on any given night for you. I will say one of the coolest things from this past weekend is the continued tradition, Toby, of right after my show uh, ends, news breaking. I mean, it was legitimately five minutes, it seemed, after Josh and I got off yeah. the air that Alex Grinch was named the defensive coordinator. And then you had the release and all the stories about guys that had played with them. Uh, man, I'm kind of pumped to get to know a little bit more about him. Everything you read, yeah. it seems like he fits that mold of what uh, Lincoln's looking for in a D.C. Or, or in any member of this staff. Yeah, I mean, he does seem to fit perfect, doesn't he? I mean, he's, what, 38? Yeah. So he's he's right in that age wheelhouse. Uh, fantastic recruiter, so that fits. And then I was watching, did you watch the YouTube video yes. of him at Washington State? Yes. That's what really got me excited, just watching him coach. I was like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, he's got a plan. He knows what he's doing. I, so uh, I think it's a steal. So we'll have a little bit more on Alex Grinch coming up here in just a bit when Barton Simmons joins us. But let's quickly give you a double shot from post-game Saturday. First, Toby caught up with head coach Lon Kruger and obviously a very unique game in the ebb and flow. Hot start, struggled a bit at times, but Oklahoma still gutted it out. Yeah, so every game's a little bit different, and uh, this is a little bit different from a lot of them that we've played uh, midway in the first half. You know, we're talking in the huddle, it's, it's going to be a grind. You know, it's not going to be easy. You know, sometimes uh, guys want to kind of just break and want to make shots and want to, you know, uh, pick up buckets easy, but I thought O-State, uh, Mike Boynton does such a good job. Uh, I thought they, they did what they, um, you know, planned on doing, and uh, it caused us a ton of trouble, and proud of our guys of hanging in there and uh, finishing it out. The zone today that they went to gave you some problems and you gradually tried to figure it out as the day went along. I don't know that it ever necessarily clicked for you, but that was a big part of this game. But it, it took away the rhythm. You know, we didn't ever get any rhythm against it. They, you know, their zone, their zone man, you know, they're mixing things up, which is uh, which is uh, good on their part. And didn't think our guys handled that really uh, comfortably, uh, knocked down just enough shots to maintain a little bit of a margin. Big shots late, Matt Freeman. Uh, Jamal Bienemy. They only had one basket each today, but they came at big moments for you. Big, really big moments uh, you know, during a stretch of the game where you know points weren't coming easily for us. Uh, uh, those guys stepped up and made really big shots to widen the margin a bit. We talked to Aaron Kalixti here courtside. I think it's interesting how you've used your point guards this year. You've kind of found the hot hand and and rode him in the second half. And for much of the second half tonight, it, w- it was Jamal Bienemy. He wasn't necessarily scoring, but he was he was running the offense well for you. Did, Five assists in the game. Yeah, did a really good job of getting down into the interior and, and finding people and a couple passes he made were good that we didn't quite catch and finish but uh, I thought I uh, got good play out of both we get so much uh, good ball pressure out of Aaron when he's in there he does a, as good a job as I think anyone in the country of getting out and getting after the basketball so uh, need uh, those guys to both step in and, and play well and uh, to this point they're doing that how's uh, Jamani he just he didn't turn it he didn't roll it but he got he got it kind of landed on and uh, maybe a little bit more bruised than uh, than actually turned so I, I think that's a good thing another big performance by christian doolittle uh fourth straight game he's been in double figures for you today 16 points eight rebounds and in the middle of that zone he hit some big shots for you he really did you know he's given us uh, consistently good play uh, and defensively he's so alert such a good communicator and then offensively that confidence level's you know really starting to ramp up which is great we need that to continue and uh, we think he will we were talking late in the game uh, kevin and i 
This may just be the way some of these, uh, maybe a lot of these games are for you in Big 12 play this year. Um, it might not be 95 points and lighten it up from three-point range. You may have to win some of these games just with defense down the stretch. Typically, that's what, uh, when you get into conference play, uh, regardless of conference, it usually tightens up a little bit and it's a little bit harder to come by points and uh, I think certainly with our club I think we're going to guard people consistently I think offensively uh, we're still a work in progress a bit uh, but we got to make progress so we got to you know, make good strides there but uh, I think the guys will and in the post game show Toby got a chance to sit down with the newest member of the Sooners Aaron Kalixty who is kind of doing the old hot back with both he and Jamal Bienemy at the point guard position. And it was our first chance to hear from the Sooner grad transfer. It's great to get a chance to talk to you. We haven't had a chance to all season. Yeah. How, how was uh, your first Bedlam experience? Uh, it was today? awesome. It was awesome. I could just see the excitement in the, in the building. Um, you know, just talk about the game with the players and the coaches, you know, just how important it was to come out and play hard and fight. Um, you know, it was good we got the job done. It, it was an interesting game. You guys came out. And we're playing great the first three or four minutes or so, Chris passing. And then something changed where they kind of got into you a little bit, went a little more zone, and the game got uglied up a little bit. What what did you see on the floor? Um, I think we just we put, we put ourselves in a bad spot just by um, getting them in the bonus. Um, you know, late in the first half, um, we were both shooting one-on-one that ended up being two shots each. Um, you know, they were just shooting free throws. You know, we can't do that. Uh, so, you know, I think that just slowed the game down for us. We weren't allowed to get stops and get out in transition and run and get some easy baskets. Um, but, you know, in the second half, you know, we knew it was going to be a fight the whole game, you know, so we just tried to execute down the stretch, and that's what we did. Yeah, you did. You, we heard the Matt Freeman three. Christian James hit a big three. You hit big free throws. Last three or four minutes when you guys had to, you executed well and hit some big shots. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that just comes from, you know, just repetition and practice. Um, coach coming up with a great game plan, and then we just executed down the stretch. I was talking to Coach Kruger in the pregame about you. And he said you might be the best on-ball defender in the country. Uh, tell me, tell me how that sounds to your ears. Uh, I mean, that sounds good. Um, you know, Coach Ford, you know, that's something that he emphasizes with me is really getting into the ball and making it hard for the point guard to bring the ball up the court. Um, and that's something I take pride on. I take pride in, you know. So I love doing it. You know, it's a, it's a compete thing. You know, I love to compete. So um, you know, just hearing it from Coach Kruger every single day just makes me want to do it even more. Well, I want to know kind of about your decision to come here. You guys are 12 and two. Uh, you're, you're putting together a better season than a lot of people thought. Why did you decide to come to Oklahoma, and is this season exceeding your expectations? Um, I decided to come here um, because, you know, just the tradition coach, uh, Coach Lawn. You know, he's he's, 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 a, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, just the talks that we've had with him and the assistants. You know, the way the players made me feel when I came on my visit. You know, the family of Sooner, Sooner Nation. Um, you know, overall, just everything, you know. It just, it really fit well when I came here. You know, the guys being older guys, Christian James, Ray Odom, um, you know, them having something to prove, me having something to prove, Miles coming here, him being another grad transfer with me. Um, you know, everything just kind of fell into place, and I'm, I'm into place, and I'm just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm more than glad that I came here, and I, we have exceeded our expe my expectations. Um, you know, I still have high standards for this team, you know, to get to the tournament and make noise in there, but I mean, we're doing a good job so far. Tell me about your relationship with, with Jamal Bienemy. Because you're the, you know, the grizzled vet. You're the old man, the grad transfer mm -hmm. that comes in. Now you got this, this young whippersnapper who's a freshman. Do you feel like part of your job this year is to kind of show him the ropes? For sure, for sure. Um, you know, I, I tell him every day. I kind of see him such a maturity in him already. Um, I mean, you can watch by the way, you can see by the way he plays. Nothing really rattles him. Um, he comes in, he does what he has to do. He doesn't play out of his, out of his, out of his game. He plays. He just does what he does well. Um, you know, and it works well for him. You know, he gets and he makes plays. He 
shoots open shots, makes open shots, and, you know, he's been great for us off the bench. Last question, we'll let you go. Christian Doolittle's really come up big for you guys the last four games. Another double-digit performance for him today. How good is it to see him playing well? Uh, Dude's a horse. He's a horse, man. We tell him every single day how important he is for this team. Um, you know, he's been playing better as of late. Um, you know, I just think he just needed to see the ball go to the hoop, see him have some good games, and I just think it's only up from here for him. Oklahoma hits the road tonight to take on Texas Tech in Lubbock as the Sooners look to knock off number eight Texas Tech. Oklahoma stays in the top 25, ranked at 23. All right, let's talk some college football before we wrap up this edition of the game plan. Had a chance with Gabe Eichard earlier today on our Sirius XM show, Big 12 Today. That's the new channel that focuses just on the Big 12. And obviously, when Gabe and I are on, it tends to skew a little bit more towards Oklahoma. But if you have a newer car, you can get it in your vehicle on Sirius XM 375. Always find us on the app as well, too. And, of course, there's shows that are available on demand. But we had a chance to catch up with Barton Simmons, covers the college football beat for 24-7 Sports Network, and started by asking overall his thoughts on the recruitment and the eventual signing of Jaden Hazelwood. Yeah, it's it's – it's unbelievable. I mean, we're, you know, we're right here a couple hours away from the uh, national championship game. And I think what's really part of what's really powered that national championship run for Alabama is the skill group they got in 2017, which was Tua Tungavailoa at quarterback, Najee Harris at running back, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith. That group, I think, is, is sort of sets the bar of like a, a group of skilled guys coming in in one class. And uh, I think that this Oklahoma group coming in uh, gets pretty close to that bar. I mean, this is a uh, – with Spencer Rattler at the quarterback position, <clears throat> they already had one of the best groups in the country in pass catchers with Theo Weiss, uh, Austin Stogner, who's a big kind of inline tight end that can play attached, can be something that Oklahoma hasn't really had as much of at the tight end position, but can still go out and catch passes and, and be a really dangerous threat as a receiver, uh, along with Trajan Bridges. And then to add uh, Jaden Hazelwood, who I, I think is probably the best receiver in this class, um, one of the best competitors in this class, uh, a, a ridiculous 50-50 jump ball kind of athlete. We saw it in the, in the All-American Bowl on Saturday. He had like a 72-yard touchdown grab that was he just mossed a, a pretty good DB for. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a scary group to think that Oklahoma, uh, as, as dangerous as it's been under Lincoln Riley, is getting reinforcements like this on offense. It's, uh, it's bad news for the rest of the Big 12 and, and the nation. Uh, Barton, I know you were part of that uh, All-American Bowl coverage. Was there any other players that will be playing in Big 12 country that kind of stood out to you? Well, I mean, I think certainly uh, Spencer Rattler um, is, is worth – I think you know, I think he's the best quarterback in the country in this 2019 class. And that game is unique um, in that it has had now uh, – you know, Trevor Lawrence was played in that game. He's now a true freshman starting at quarterback in the national championship game. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa played in that game. Obviously, we know what he's done. He's starting and he, he you know, won as a true freshman last year. Jake Fromm played in that game, uh, played for a national championship, obviously. Uh, it's been a, a pretty ridiculous run at the quarterback position. <clears throat> I really think of all of them, in this cycle, I think, I think Spencer Rattler is the kid that's most equipped 
to kind of continue that that trend and that run of of national title worthy quarterbacks, um, particularly where he's going. So uh, he's a really, I mean, a special talent, and and, and we, we kind of saw it on display. Not only his uh, you know, his arm talent, but his ability to throw outside the pocket uh, to kind of uh, when the play breaks down to have really good feel and awareness and, and, and uh, ability to throw in different platforms. And uh, he, he was, he, he kind of showcased some of that stuff as well. Um, away from, from Oklahoma, <clears throat> you know, one of the guys that really flashed and caught my eye over the course of the week, not necessarily in the game, but in, in more in practice, uh, Texas is getting a safety named Tyler Owens. Who's, I mean, he's, he is, pretty freaky i mean genetically he's just a different dude he's like a six three long uh wiry safety uh he's he's got a 10 300 meter time to his credit so uh, just ridiculous speed but i was really pleased to see the way he moved is i mean he's he's fluid he's not just a straight line athlete he's got great ball skills as he continues to develop that that's i mean that, that texas defensive backfield is just getting getting stacked with uh, with dudes, and so I, I think he'll add to that as well. What's clicked? I mean, I think there's an obvious answer here, which is a couple of Heisman trophies, a Blitnikoff winner, uh, a Joe Moore award for an offensive line. But when you just look beyond, how has Lincoln Riley been able to take OU recruiting to the next level, Barton? Yeah, it's. I mean, I think. Bob Stoops was recruiting at a, at a high level, um, and he was recruiting top ten caliber classes. Um, Oklahoma's sitting right now. I said Jaden Hazel would pick up a, n- a number four class, <clears throat> and there's not always, you know, it, the, the grass is always greener. You know, hey, young guy, with a, there's, you know, he'll he'll do well. It, it's not always the case, um, but I think that there was some upside some you know you're not going to get better than Nick Saban you're not going to get better than Jim than Urban Meyer from a recruiting standpoint but I think Bob Stoops left some upside um some meat left on the bone from a recruiting standpoint and Lincoln Riley just came in with some youthful energy uh he's he's attacked the recruiting trail I think the offense has been has really resonated with prospects I mean if you're Jaden Hazelwood think about it I mean you're from the state of Georgia uh you got family that uh that your dad went to Oklahoma um, but even if not that connection, the schools he was looking at were Georgia, Miami, and Oklahoma. And that's, a, I mean, if I'm a receiver, I mean, that's pretty compelling uh, to, 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 you know, the opportunity to choose that offense uh, to go and, and, and get your touches. So I just think the, the proof is kind of in the pudding and, and they've done an outstanding job of recruiting. I think you mentioned the offensive line to add that element where there's a physicality up front. Uh, to go with it um, is is so unique. Uh, everyone's getting touches. This isn't like a Cliff Kingsbury offense or a Mike Leach offense where it's all all pass game. You know, there's some real effective run game elements to it. So uh, there's just a, there's a lot to like. Um, and I'll say just you know just so this in the Texas Oklahoma talk. One guy I forgot to mention on the uh, on the um, guys that stood out from Big Twelve country. Iowa State is bringing in a really good running back crop. Um, and they got a kid named Brees Hall that was there in the game who had a great week of practice, uh, physical, athletic back, who had some crazy catches downfield, so really good ball skills out of the backfield as well. Uh, and they've got two four-star backs with him and a kid named Jirel Brock. Uh, so Iowa State going to continue to run the ball really well, even with David Montgomery heading to the NFL.
Now, Barton, uh, maybe Lincoln Riley's most important signing uh, of the cycle comes within. I don't know what he did, how he stole Alex Grinch from Ohio State, but uh, that seems like a really big deal for the Oklahoma football program. I think it is, and you know, you ask, you know, how how did he do it? I don't I don't know how he did it either. But I've I've talked to people, and and you know, my my perspective on this, and I've said this is that that's an appealing job as a, as a defensive coordinator. If I'm a defensive coordinator, assuming that I if I'm a young up and coming defensive coordinator, and Alex Grinch is sort of I mean that kind of Alex Grinch is the prototype that I'm talking about here. Um, <clears throat> there, I'm convinced <clears throat> that Oklahoma's got talent on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, cause I've, I've seen all these guys and, right. and I've seen them in all-star settings and all American settings. And I've watched their film coming out. And those, a lot of those guys that are getting, you know, giving up 50 points, I think are good players, but, but they just seem to be out of position. They seem to be not really have an identity defensively. Um, and, and I think if you get a good coach to come in and, and and really take over that defense and 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 have a plan and be able to bring in his own coaches and assistant coaches. Uh, I think that there's an opportunity there. And to think about what you're working with on the other side of the ball with Lincoln Riley, uh, you, you sort of know you're always going to have a chance. And if you go in there and, and take some players that again I think are good players and actually get them to start playing up to their ability, you're suddenly the savior and a guy that could be the difference between Oklahoma. Uh, just being a Big 12 title contender and Oklahoma winning a national championship. So I think it's a great hire. I think it's a great opportunity for Alex Grinch as well. Uh, this is a guy that um, was sort of – we didn't think Mike Leach could ever play good defense. And this is the guy that did it. You know, he, he put together really good defenses at Washington State. And, and I really think that, the you know, he walked into a situation at Ohio State uh, I, I'm sure that there, there was a learning experience uh, just coaching under Urban Meyer and his leadership and, and seeing how he runs a program. But, you know, I think also not having his own deal and, and, and having to sort of cede to Greg Schiano on that was probably a frustrating year for Alex Grinch. So I, I think that uh, it's he's got an opportunity to really do something special there defensively. And I, I'm fascinated to see whether or how quickly he'll be able to turn the thing around on the defensive side of the ball. Barton, I know it's it's a challenge to cover everything as as tight as you want to. So with that said, I ask this question knowing it might be a little bit unfair, but what is his reputation on the recruiting trail? How is he perceived as a recruiter? Uh, you know, I mean, as a recruiter, I, I, I think he is. I mean, he's, he's a young coach. Um, he's a guy that has, uh, you know, he's, he's recruited in the SEC at Missouri. He's recruited to Washington State. Um, and which is not an easy place to recruit to, and and he's been in the battles at, at Ohio State, where again Urban Meyer demands the absolute best out of you on the recruiting trail, um, and demands that you make it a priority. So I think he I think he understands the importance of of recruiting. I think he he puts effort into it. Um, you know his reputation is more uh, on the defensive side of the ball and, and, and as a coach than as a recruiter, but that's not meant as a knock on his recruiting ability. Um, that's just sort of where he's, you know, he's built his reputation. And so I think he's a capable recruiter. And, and I think the best recruiting, uh, that, that, you know, the best pitch and the best, uh, impact he can have on the recruiting trail is, is to, uh, to, to start, start turning that defense around. And then I think people are going to want to continue to come play for him. But, But again, 
Um, I, I think he's going to be a really effective recruiter there. Um, uh, but I think you're hiring him for the way he can turn that defense around. Good stuff from Barton Simmons. Thank you to Toby Rowland, Coach Kruger, and Aaron Kalixty. We'll have a full show coming up on Friday to get you ready for yet another big weekend in hoops. And who knows what changes we might have by then for the Sooner coaching staff on the defensive side of the football. I did want to leave, though, with this final thought. Tim Kish announced his retirement this week. Tim had been the inside backers coach and had spent, uh, what, six, seven seasons with the Sooners since Mike Stoops came over. And just a just a thank you to Tim and his family. He was a great guy, an awesome interview, uh, as real as it gets. There wasn't any fakeness to Tim Kish, and he truly loves football. So to have the opportunity to get to know him, to cover him, it has been an absolute blast and it's been fun to cover him over the last couple of seasons. So good luck to him and all of his future endeavors. I'm sure we'll see him around over the next couple of years. And that wraps up this edition of The Game Plan. Until later this week with the tailgate and the Lon Kruger and Sherry Cole Coaches Show, which are also available on the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is Chris Plank signing off saying have a great week and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Yeah.